Good morning. Just a handful of announcements before we begin this morning. Uh, first, if anyone told me in seminary that my life would be consumed by the internet and issues thereof, I would not have believed them in 1980 because there is really no such thing. Uh, unfortunately, to those who are tr tried to tune in by um, live stream this morning, our internet went down, and we do hope the um, podcast works as a substitute. Where do we go from here? Uh, looking forward, next week is the blessing of the animals. Everyone's invited to come with their pets at 10.15, and we will have the Eucharist with the blessing of the animals. Um, as we move forward into the season, uh, Father Mead's course on Dante 101 is filled at this time. There is still room, however, an opportunity to join our beginner Bible study on Thursday evenings. There's about four to five of us right now, right, Barbara? And we're having a good time. <laughs> and we're just entering into the second chapter of Genesis. Please join us. Or if you're interested in Revelation and have some background with the Bible, you're invited to join us at noon via Zoom um, for the advanced Bible study, which is going through, at this time, the book of Revelation, and we're getting ready to enter into chapter two of that as well. Um, on Monday evenings, where's Leo? Leo's back there. Uh, Leo has begun his course on the cross and the lynching tree. That had a nice group of about 12 people, but there's still room for more. Again, if you wish to hop into that, um, let me know. Um, it's very easy. We'll just send you out the Zoom invite with an email, and um, you'll be able to hop into the class um, at this point. Uh, Leo, after this week, we'll close out, correct? Once you get moving past that, so we'll close out after this point. Moving forward, we don't know what life is going to bring us, what the limitations will be come November. Um, as far as we know, as long as we can keep our doors open as they are today, we will be able to continue to have in-person worship socially distanced for this service up to about 35 people, which we definitely are keeping under that average at this time. Um, come November, when it gets really cold out, for those who can withstand the cold, we'll turn the heat on, but we have to keep the doors open for ventilation. Um, that may become a different story. We don't know if things get too cold, if and things get revved up again as far as COVID goes, whether we'll be able to continue in-person worship as we have this summer. So I do ask everyone to please stay tuned for information when it comes to the uh, ENET and just keep an eye on what's happening with services. We are looking ahead to Christmas. We are talking about, and I'll be talking with the Vestry this week, about the possibility of doing a fully pre-recorded Christmas service with grand music. And then if weather permits on Christmas Eve, try to hold at least one service outdoors. And that's an iffy statement. We'll see about five days ahead what this weather looks like, and we'll make the announcement from there. Uh, I will also be talking to the Vestry to do a pre-recorded service with full music, et cetera, will be costly because of the need for pre-recording services by Ron and musicians. 
we may be looking at a, asking for a special offering as we have in years past to cover the cost of doing something special for Christmas Eve um, that all can have. So please stay tuned on those um, events as they come up and those possibilities. At this time, I invite you to enter into a bit of quiet as we welcome the Holy Spirit among us and prepare ourselves for worship. Please stand. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, Receive our prayer, for you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, you declare your almighty power chiefly in showing mercy and pity. Grant us the fullness of your grace, that we, running to obtain your promises, may become partakers of your heavenly treasure, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Our first reading this morning is from Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you mean by repeating this proverb concerning the land of Israel? The parents have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. As I live, says the Lord, this proverb shall no more be used by you in Israel. Know that all lives are mine. The life of the parent as well as the life of the child is mine. It is only the person who sins that shall die. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is unfair. Hear now, O house of Israel, is my way unfair? Is it not your ways that are unfair? When the righteous turn away from their righteousness and commit iniquity, they shall die for it. For the iniquity that they have committed, they shall die. Again, when the wicked turn away from their wickedness, they have committed and do what is lawful and right, they shall save their life. Because they considered and turned away from all the transgressions that they had committed, they shall surely live, they shall not die. Yet the house of Israel says, the way of the Lord is unfair. 
O house of Israel, are my ways unfair? Is it not your ways that are unfair? Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel, all of you, according to your ways, says the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions, otherwise iniquity will be your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions that you have committed against me, and get yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, says the Lord God. Turn then and live. The word of the Lord. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 25, verses 1 to 8. Please read it with me in unison. It's printed uh, in your leaflet. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. My God, I put my trust in you. Let me not be humiliated, nor let my enemies triumph over me. Let none who look to you be put to shame. Let the treacherous be disappointed in their schemes. Show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation, and you have I trusted all the day long. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and love, for they are from everlasting. Remember not the sins of my youth and my transgressions. Remember me according to your love, and for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Gracious and upright is the Lord. Therefore he teaches sinners in his way. He guides the humble in doing right and teaches his way to the lowly. Our second reading is from Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, 
just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things, and who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another, If we say from heaven, he'll, not, he'll say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We don't know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I'll, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same, and he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said the first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I want to begin this morning by looking at our passage from the prophet Ezekiel. It's kind of a confusing intro because we're kind of brought into the middle of the story without much um, context. But basically, Ezekiel is talking to the children of the diaspora in a time when Israel is under occupation and a generation before the Israelites have been dispersed throughout the known world. You know, a little bit of this from the book of Daniel as well, because we see the brightest of the um, Israelites are brought into the court of Nebuchadnezzar and the um, emperors of Babylon. And what we hear kind of going on is we have to make an assumption that the children of Israel who have now grown up in captivity are whining. And they're grumbling with God, it appears, because they're feeling like they are being unfairly treated because of the sins of their parents. Our parents have eaten sour grapes, is how it begins. 
And basically, they are approaching God and saying, you're victimizing us here. And the prophet returns with the words that says, wait a minute. God's ways are fair. Human ways are not necessarily fair. And while you believe that you are suffering at the cost of your parents' sins, the truth be told, you are suffering at the hands of your own sins. As that saying goes, doesn't one who sins, basically what he says, one who sins loses their life, but those who repent save their lives or turn to God's ways and save their lives. What he is saying to them ultimately is that they have control of their destiny in terms of their relationship with God. And as I read this passage, I am reminded of the young people I worked with when I worked for the Department of Children and Families. For a while, I maintained what was considered an adolescent caseload. And within that caseload, many of our young people were receiving a whole slew of wonderful services and opportunities that if they could find their way to take advantage of, could find their way into society and be very successful. But as is typical of 16 and 17 year olds, as we began to try to show them that there's light at the end of the tunnel, that they can make it out of all that holds them back. What you would hear from them is this beginning lament of, well, you know, I was abused by my parents, I didn't have a good home, etc. And those were all very legitimate obstacles and emotional issues that they had to overcome. But what we who worked with those young people kept saying, it became kind of our mantra over time between me as their social worker, their therapist, and all those that worked within the institutional settings, was, look, here's the deal. What happened to you as a youth, you can blame all you want on mom and dad. They certainly deserve it. But now as you become an adult, you are getting control over your life and you control your future. You can let your childhood control your future or you can make the decision to make a future better than you think you can. There was no doubt that there were mountains that they needed to move, but they had all of the materials and resources they needed, if able, to take advantage of it and kind of get out of their own way to move actually into possibilities of college education and beyond. I look at that for us today as I look at the gospel as well. Because I know for many of us, we have come to what many are calling COVID fatigue. We also hear it in terms of Zoom fatigue, and we're now at that point where we're just feeling frustrated. And I hear myself doing the same thing in getting into this lament of, well, we can't do this, we can't do that, fall is coming, and moving from there. And I realize the message that God gives the children of the Israelites in captivity, and the message that we gave our youth that were in care 
maybe is the same message that we need to hear today. And I'm beginning to use this message more and more. Ultimately, what God is saying to the children of Israel and what we said to our children is, look, don't focus on what you can't do. Focus on what you can do. And what I love about this morning's gospel, at least the first part of it, is when Jesus goes into the temple, overturns the tables of the money changers, and then goes to teach. He doesn't look at what he shouldn't be doing because he doesn't have earthly authority. But the whole part of the puzzle that he's put before the Pharisees is what Jesus already knew. The authority he holds is directly from God himself. And it's based on that, not by the constraints of the Roman government or the temple authority that Jesus acts, but acts on the authority of God. And as I look at today's world and where we're at in terms of this pandemic and all the limitations, yes, there's a lot of ways that we can't still do. But as a people of God, commissioned by our baptism, we still can do a lot. We can still gather in community, whether it be virtual or not, or in person, in small groups. But more importantly, the work and mission of the church can and does continue. Because even in the, in the atmosphere of adversity and constraint, we, by the authority of God, are still able to work towards justice to see to it that the poor are fed, that the sick are cared for, and those in prison are allowed to know that they are not alone. Matthew tells us that when we do these things, we tend to Christ himself. And we as the church, whether or not we can gather and be as we once were, can focus on that which we can still do, which is what we can do outside these walls, and that is strive for justice as we, are, as we promise to do in our baptismal vows, and do the work of God that we've been commissioned to do through our baptism. Are God's ways fair? Yes. Are they fair from human perspective? No. Are the ways of this world fair? No. But that doesn't stop us from making changes and being the church in the world. Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, 
God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In turning to the ways of God, our lives are saved from the grip of the evil one, and the humility of love lightens our path. We offer our prayers responding, Lord, hear our prayer. For the grace to move from grumbling to shared responsibility, from accusation to a search for truth, from humiliation and shame to God's compassion and mercy, let us pray. Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. That we may bear witness to the wonderful works of God, so that our children and the generations to come may walk in the path of faith and announce the mystery of faith through their lives. Let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. That we may bend the knee of our hearts to those who live in despair and great need, knowing that they are Christ to us, a gift of the Holy Spirit who fills us with compassion and transforms the way we live. Let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who work at night, staying awake while others sleep, guarding our streets and healing the sick, that they may labor in safety and receive the rest that prepares them for another round. Let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For our president, his advisors, the members of Congress and the Supreme Court, that they may be honest and vigilant in their duties, knowing that their decisions affect the peoples of our land and of the nations of the world. Let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who have died and now reside on another shore and in a greater light, that their faith may inspire our own and their generosity encourage the way in which we use our gifts, let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. <clears throat> Let us continue our prayers for all who live in the shadows of life and those who have commended themselves for our remembrance. In the diocesan cycle of prayer, I ask your prayers for the people and clergy of St. Michael's, Bristol, 
In the parish cycle of prayer, I ask your pr prayers for Steve, Stacy, Katia, and Lindsay Pride, Stephen and Jane Purini, and Jane Rawlings. And if it is not serendipitous, I ask for additional prayers for the Pride family as they mourn the loss of Stacy's father who died early yesterday morning. And I end this morning's prayer with prayer 21 from the colics in the back of the, in the front of the book. Almighty God, who has created us in your own image, grant us grace fearlessly to contend against evil and to make no peace with oppression, and that we may reverently use our freedom. Help us to employ it in the maintenance of justice in our communities and among the nations, to the glory of your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us socially distance, in a way, greet each other. Peace be with you. Ascribe to the Lord the honor due his name. Bring offerings and come into his courts. All things come from you, O Lord, and of your own have we given you. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right, and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. For by water and the Holy Spirit, you have made us a new people in Jesus Christ, our Lord, to show forth your glory in all the world. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin 
and become subject to evil and death. You, in your mercy, sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith, Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also, that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia! Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia! the gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart.
Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Live without fear. Your Creator has made you holy, has always protected you, and loves you as a parent. Go in peace to follow the good road, and may God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit's blessing be with you always. Amen. Let us go forth in the name of Christ. Thanks be to God.